millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, my name's Cameron Bedding, and welcome to the Your Mind is Your Home podcast. I'm going to share with you some ideas and concepts all around mental and emotional health. I'm going to discuss ways that may help you expand your way of thinking that may then possibly improve how you're then living. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as I share with you now some positive insights around mental health. Have you ever portrayed the perception to the outside world, to those who you spend time with, work with, and maybe live with, that all was in perfect order? And that from the outside, nothing was wrong at all? Perhaps at times you've grinned, smiled happily, and chatted your way through the day when inside you were a complete mental and emotional mess. This may be your current identity or reality where you're keeping up an appearance of life being superficially perfect and in line with what's expected, when the reality may be that inside you're feeling tortured and plagued by what's going through your mind. For many individuals, covering up the pain and not working on the mental and emotional challenges that they experience within can end up having an impact on how life is then lived. What is the best option to seek help and support for the world that is at times just so difficult to experience on the inside? I guess where I wanted to start this episode today is to talk about the fact that for a lot of people it can be really difficult to open up, to ask for help, to actually say that they're struggling within, with their thoughts, with their emotions. And I think a lot of that comes down to people being unable to express or actually put into words what is actually happening on the inside. Um, it can be a really confusing place. It can feel like a struggle. And from personal experience in my life and from professional experience, I can really relate to the fact that 
at times you just don't know where to start or what to say with how you're trying to explain what it is you're going through within. And the other realization I've had hugely working with people professionally and getting to a point to understand how they're feeling and looking at how they're experiencing their internal experience personally is that we don't actually know how another person feels. We can get an idea of what they might be going through. We can get a sense of what they may feel. Even if we've been in a similar position, how a person feels inside themselves positively and negatively, it's their personal experience. It's how they are going through what they're going through and I guess for a lot of people it can get frustrating when people say don't think about it don't worry about it it will pass and that might be true but actually I guess the person isn't trying to get you to understand how they feel maybe it's more so that they're trying to understand how they can communicate what it is they're going through in words where I've seen this a lot is with the teenagers that I work with. As adults, I guess we can put things into categories and think, well, that's actually not a big issue or, you know, don't be silly, maybe, you know, don't think about it. I'm sure the person doesn't mean that, but actually personally to that person, to that teenager, it can be a lot to deal with and it's their feelings that they're experiencing, that they're struggling with, that they're communicating or hiding from. It's their feelings, it's their experience that they're having. And so within taking a step back professionally as a practitioner, it's always an open space, no matter how big or how small the issue, the problem, the challenge, it actually doesn't matter what's presented to me because it's not about me understanding how the person feels. It's about me looking at their subjective experience in relation to how their thought patterns, how their thought strategies are creating the feelings that they experience within and how they can have better strategies, how they can have better thought patterns from the interventions and the work that I then do with them. And yes, I can be sympathetic, I can be understanding of their feelings, but I'm never going to dismiss anybody's feelings if I don't think it's not a big issue, because it's not about me. And that's something that you can understand, that actually you don't know what another person is feeling within themselves. So I guess it comes back to that point, I suppose, or that quote that goes around often that the best thing we can do is really to be kind now if we look at our thought processes the the things that we say to ourselves the internal conversations we have that inner chatter the scenes that we watch inside our head the things of the past the worries for the future if we look at and if you think about where you go in your mind in relation to your thoughts because it's only through our thoughts it's through that internal mental experience that we can actually time travel so we can go back into the past we can't physically go back 
into the past and revisit and re-experience things. But mentally, we can re-watch, we can replay, we can view, we can hear through our thoughts, the memories, the experiences of the past. And it's the same with the future in the anxieties that people experience, the worries, the fears, the concerns. You can view, you can imagine, you can construct on that screen within. You can hear yourself saying and thinking through those words of worry, fear and panic of the things that may happen as you go off into the future. And I really feel that the present moment is is lost for so many people. It's actually quite simple to get into that present moment and the freedom that's there. But if you look at where you might go in your mind and whether it's backwards, whether it's forwards, whether it's to a specific time. And why I'm why I'm talking about this is because a lot of the people that I work with, they can at times go back into the past and it's in the past where people tend to feel depressed in the present moment. And it's because they tend to be thinking over the things that could have gone one way or could have happened or the things that they want to change, which they can't change. And there can be a lot of regret um, that people experience within the present moment, which can leave them feeling depressed. And so as I'm referring to the internal world that you experience, your mind as your home, this transportable home where you wake up in the morning, you wake up inside your head with your thoughts, you lie in bed at night inside your mind as you lie in bed, you're with your thoughts. Everywhere you go, your thoughts, they go with you, whether you're driving, walking, whatever you're doing. You're always in the occupancy of your thoughts. You're always in that space and environment inside your head as you go in and out of the present moment, as you go in and out of the interactions that you have with people. And so if you're looking at your mind as your home and we're looking at the environment that you're in inside your head, that environment that is created by your thoughts, that interior design. If you're looking at your thoughts in that direction, if you're looking at the space that you go to, the past, are you in the room of the past? If your mind is your home, are you in that room of the future? And one of the rooms I write about in my book, Your Mind is Your Home, is the room of depression. This is the room in your mind where you're stuck in a cycle of thinking and feeling in ways that serve you no positive purpose. The screens within of your thoughts are playing the same stories and same experiences that challenge you mentally and emotionally. The inner chatter that you take part in and listen in on is contributing to you feeling low. This room can feel dark, limited, resourceless and unhelpful with little desire or motivation to step out of this room. The door may open many times, but you choose to close the door and shut out the light by drawing the blinds as the feel of this room captivates you into feeling stuck. It's almost as though your feet are glued to the ground from the emotion that you feel and that makes it feel like a huge effort to rise to your feet to take any steps and to change the environment of the space that you sit in within your mind. Now, having experienced depression in my early 20s 
And funnily enough, and you know, not funny comically, but I actually realized that about two years ago when I wrote the book, at the end of the writing process and at the end of the editing process and the PR process and the whole market, just the whole process, the the book consumed so much of my free time. I had to do it while I was working full-time, so it, it took up all my free time. So I realised that actually when the book came out, I, I related to it as um, postnatal depression of publishing the book. You know, I'd given birth to this idea, this concept, these tools and techniques, but the book was out there, but I was actually depressed and I thought I'd be really happy. And it's because I was able to look at myself and self-reflect and I thought, well, I actually haven't really been living for so much of this year because I've been working so much and I hadn't really been having a sense of fun or connection or just general happiness. It'd just been so, so much work. But having been in my 20s in a place of depression, it can really feel like you're stuck. And it doesn't matter how many times that door opens. If you're so low emotionally and mentally, it can really feel like such an effort, like your feet are glued. And no matter how hard you try to lift yourself up off that sofa in the room of your mind, no matter how hard you try and take a step, it's difficult. So I get it and I understand it. And I've seen people and work with people who are experiencing depression. And depression can be at any level. It can be severe, it can be mild. There can be days where it comes and goes. There can be times where you can get up and out the house, but you're still walking through that depression in your mind. And so I've also got the room of anxiety where this is the panic room, I call the panic room in your mind where those screens that you watch of the thoughts that you see and the sounds that you hear, they're all things in relation to keeping you feeling alerted. It's like the alarm is going off inside your home, in your mind, or the sensors that look for that danger that trigger the alarm. The sensors are overly heightened and switched on. And this is the space when you're on edge. But it's all to do with what you're thinking. The room of anxiety that you're in, it's all to do with what you're thinking, the thoughts that you see, the things that you're saying. And so who put you in the room of anxiety? Who can get you out and away from the experience of being anxious to feel grounded, to feel present? And it goes back to the last episode where I'm talking about the faster interventions, the tools, the techniques where you can press stop on those movies, where you can mute the sounds, where you can close the tabs that are causing you to feel drained, the tabs that are open in your mind. And so it's not just about utilizing those fast interventions and skills, but it's about using the awareness of hang on, how long have I been in this room of anxiety? How long have I been sitting in the room of the past, thinking and reliving and feeling and experiencing those past situations? And so yes, you can use interventions to stop the thought cycles. And yes, you should if you've got the tools and you're practicing them, you should absolutely then practice once you've done an intervention, being present, which is a process which I teach to step out of your mind. You should absolutely be present and step into the room of the present. But you should also, because it's natural to think, you should also develop a space, like you're redesigning that interior design, that internal space. So you can sit in the room of hope 
You can engage in thoughts that leave you feeling hopeful because if you can imagine every worst case scenario, you can also imagine every best case scenario. And it's like going into that mind gym, training your thoughts to think, to say, to see all of those things that are positive, that change how you feel, that empower you, that shift you from anxiety to peace. And it's the same with the room of healing. If you're going through physical struggles or even mental and emotional struggles, you can sit in that space and move yourself to a place and space where you're thinking of thoughts that allow you to see healing, to feel healing and experience that. You can have the room of peace. When I was heavily into my meditation practice, which I'm always saying to myself I should return to on a daily basis, I had such a peaceful place and space within. And I remember a coach I was working with who said, but I got all, I also got to that place, he said, of pure inner peace, but I just felt it wasn't really resourceful because I then was kind of moving around in life feeling really peaceful and I'd lost my motivation and I'd lost my drive. So it's different for every person. And so it's in your awareness where you can start to see, start to think of and identify the rooms that you sit in, whether it's the room of fear, whether it's the room of worry, whether it's the room of anxiety, what does that room look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like inside your own mind? But it's actually then creating those spaces. And it's what I was talking about in the last episode. It takes energy. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes commitment. But it's worth doing because you're going to spend so much time with your thoughts. You're going to spend so much time inside your own head having those internal conversations and thoughts. So why not give yourself time to create and design that space that you can experience personally within? So these concepts, these ideas that I'm suggesting to you as you listen to this that are discussed further in the book, these are concepts that are going to help you to realise that you can direct your mind in ways that you want to direct it so that it's more resourceful for you. So that you don't have to feel like you're a victim to your thoughts or that your mind is the enemy. And I just want to leave you to really think about how you should look after your mind and how you should look after your mind as you would look after your home because you will live longer in your mind. You will experience life longer in your mind than you will in your physical home. Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to reach out to me, I'm at CameronBeddy.com or on Instagram at Coach Cameron Betty. In the next episode, I'm going to look at how you can encourage yourself to create a better way of thinking, to clear up your internal hard drive, your thought patterns, and show you really and talk about the ways that you can access the unlimited power of your mind. So please join me in the next episode. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.